millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So I'll tweet at some point if we do a show maybe early next week if we get to Wembley. If we don't, Wembley build up. If we don't, you'll never see me again. Payne, Payne back to Nolan. Takes the shot and off the bar and in. Nolan with the opening goal. What a strike from Nolan. Sucker punch for the addicts. We've got 90 minutes to score two. Keep a clean sheet. So is it possible? For sure it's possible. Is the game over? No. Not by a long way. And, and that's what I've just said to the lads. Like, listen, you've got 90 minutes. I'm telling you now, you're a far better side than what they are. Is it me? There is no doubt. There goes Warley. Looking for Carlton. Morris! Hugh Bedlam and Shropshire! Over the course of the two legs, do you think the right team's gone through today? On paper, they scored two goals and we scored none. But over the two legs, was they the better team? I'd have to say no. I was told to the end of the season and now the season's done. So, I don't know where that leaves me. Would you like to stay, Lee? Of course, I love the club. Um, otherwise, I won't be here now. Don't know. I guess I'll just come back pre-season and see what's happening. Unless stuff happens through the summer, and then I'll find out before that. So, you guys will probably find out before me. I, if I'm going to stay, then it will be as manager. Because if not, then I won't be staying. That's hundred percent. Um, yeah, that's the only way that I will stay in the club now. Charlton Athletic fans are still in the dark about whether the club will be sold this summer, but they have been active in the transfer market, uh, with Alal Taylor turning down Sunderland to move uh, to the Valley from Wimbledon. Uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly, but we need. We probably do need numbers. I think you can tell it's a bit light. Um, but I'll keep saying it's not. It's not our job to bring players in. It's not. That's, that's nothing to do with us. But I, I think you, we'd be stupid to say that we're we're not light. So um, we are a little bit. But I'm sure they're working hard behind the scenes to get that right. We've discussed this at length, and the, trans- the, 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 the transfer of ownership is going to be happening in the next week for a few months now. What, what, do mm. you know what's going on? <laughs> no, I, I wish I did. 
do you think with uh, you know, the fans watching this, the, the squad we've got and the side we've got out there is, uh, uh, is capable of, of mounting a challenge this season? I still think we need more, personally. I think, I think the management, management would say that as well. Um, you know, a couple of injuries and, and, and we're light. Obviously, the lads, the young lads that have come in and played pre-season and trained with us have done really well. Um, but, you know, we need, need a lot more experience. I mean, I think obviously Darren Prattley coming in is a great signing for us. Definitely for, to push for promotion. That's the main aim and that's what we want. So a very good evening to you and welcome back to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview coming to you live from here at the Valley on Maritime Radio. My name is Louis Mendes and joining me in the studio as we get ready to gear up for the upcoming season. Promotion is the aim in that season is Tom Wallin. How you doing, Tom? All right, yeah. Yeah, feeling good? No. No? But uh, yeah. we'll try. We'll yeah. try. We're back. Yeah, and uh, also joining us is uh, Nathan Muller. How you doing, Nathan? Living the dream. Are you? Uh, yeah. Why? Mm. <laughs> sort of dreams that you have <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah you are sadistic right on tonight's show we will be looking ahead to the to the season coming up we're going to hear uh, extensively really from, from uh, caretaker boss still caretaker boss Lee Boyer uh, who had his press day today plenty of stuff to chat about as I'm sure you can imagine we can try and work out what's going on with the takeover don't know we can try and work out how Lee Boyer's feeling ahead of the season positive uh, we can talk about the players that have come and gone what we think about um, the, the the, the the whole raft of new signings we've made that that will fill a couple of minutes <laughs> and uh, uh, who may or may not go where we think we're short uh, of course we will look ahead to, to the Sunderland game we want to know what you guys will think will happen at Sunderland what you think will happen throughout the season so get involved we've missed chatting with your studio at charltonlive.co.uk on the email at charltonlive uh, on the tweets uh, we're going to speak to a, a Mackham to find out about Sunderland Mike, uh, Mark Carrick from the Roker Report fanzine uh, and podcast he, uh, he spoke to me on the phone the other day so we're going to hear that and of course like I say we're going to hear from Lee Boyer on various points throughout the summer uh, throughout the evening sorry as, as we talk about what, what's coming up so well the World Cup was alright wasn't it <laughs> that was alright yeah, yeah I mean back to reality now um, very much so yeah, yeah. I mean uh, just briefly before we hear firstly from, from, from Lee Boyer about how he's feeling ahead of the season how are you guys feeling ahead of the season um, not not great I uh, Squad's too small. Uh, same old things again. Takeover still hasn't happened. I mean, I feel, this it's, this feels worse than yeah. than, than perhaps the the, the normal. <laughs> the, it does, the, and it's yeah. it's weird because because it's a new season. You automatically, I think, as a football fan, go into it with positivity because your expectations are are starting at zero. So you're like, what well, anything's possible. So I don't think I've ever really gone into a season, even under Roland, where. I've been really, really worried. Even that season in the championship where we went down, I still came into the season quite positive and we started that season all right. But I just I'm just not confident now because when you look through the, the squad numbers, the squad is so small now that the takeover thing is still still ongoing and we don't know what's going on with that. Mm. And they're the, the two biggest issues for me, um, in terms of uncertainty at the club and as I say, squad size is just yeah. an issue just because we need players and um, we haven't gotten. I mean, we'll hear Lee Bowyer's update on the takeover shortly, but I think, as you can tell by the fact, it's not number one on, on the yeah. show's running order. It's not a massive one. Nathan, I mean, I listened to you. You were on the Roker Report podcast yourself talking about the, the upcoming season. Um, you, you do actually you tend to get, be a bit more positive, I, I feel, I feel Nathan, <laughs> than, than some of us. But, I mean, I mean, how, how do you feel? 
Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, in terms of uh, the takeover, um, I've always said it, you know, I'm not going to chart when we had the Zabil days, which I think there was obviously a couple of younger fans that probably wouldn't remember, but I've always said I'll just wait until it comes on the um, website. Of course, I want it to happen, but I'm not going to get too hung up over it. Otherwise, I mean, what we've been doing for the last six months and plus, yeah. haven't we? So, so yeah, that is what it is. In terms of... Um, Obviously, our chances. We were saying off air. I think I can't remember such a small squad, um, especially in the in the areas which are obviously blindingly obvious in midfield. But I don't know. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if the takeover is having an impact on it. It must be. I mean, I mean, surely it must I mean, be. I mean, not in terms of the actual the people within the building, but it's yeah. the fact there's no one in the building. Because mm. I mean, I know I can understand Bo's point that like, you don't want to get anyone for the sake of getting them, which I agree a hundred percent. Because otherwise, you just end up with people like Keith Gillespie, like we've had in previous years or whatever. But there's surely going to be players out there, and he's obviously been given a budget, and which is obviously very difficult to work with. Otherwise, like you say, we'd have players in. But. Yeah, and and obviously, like I say, the, the the two that have come in so far on free free transfers, which obviously will, you know, good signings, I think, yeah, from, yeah. from what I've seen so far. But it, it affects the fact that we can't go out and buy a player. Surely, if you want to win the league, unless you you know you probably want to spend a little bit of money. Yeah. Um, which which is something that's obviously held us back. You know that that the hangover from you know what we saw in January when we weren't allowed to get anyone permanently that 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 still seems to be going on. And of course, it affects Lee Bowyer. And I know he talks about like 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 you said there, Nath. He talks about how you don't want to you know, just bring anyone in for the sake of it. But that's the same at every football club ev- everywhere. We're not we're not going to go and sign Cedric Avina now just for the sake of it, yeah. just to have a body in the squad. You want to be able to sign decent players, but you need to be able to sign a squad. You can't just be bringing in people. You know, or, or not bringing in people, as, as is our case, and it's, it feels like a massive problem. Now, Lee Bowyer is the manager of this club. He's the caretaker manager of this club at the moment. Whether that will get made permanent or not over the next few days or weeks, we, we don't really know because, like I say, everything's up in the air at the moment. But his job is to not sound like we sound right now. Um, is to not sound worried. It's his job to get into that player's mentality. And we saw it throughout the end of last season when he came in and promised we were going to get to the playoffs. He delivered that. He got that winning mentality into the players. He then obviously promised that we were going to win the playoff semi-final against Rosebury. Even at half-time, he said we're better than them. Obviously, that didn't happen. But that, I think people are going to say, oh, he sounds too positive. I think that's the way he manages. He's a positive manager. He gets that mentality into their head. So this is why uh, I thought I'd just give you the warning there just before we hear how Lee Bowie is feeling ahead of the uh, the upcoming season. Uh, excited. I think we've had a good pre-season. I think uh, we've crossed... Every bridge we needed to, and uh, we've come out well. We've just got to make sure that we're ready and, and focused for the Saturday. Uh, what kind of expectations have you set with Warriors going into this year? Obviously, you finished last year really, really strong, so what kind of expectations have you set with Warriors this year? Promotion. The, the, that's what I expect, and uh, and they expect the same. Obviously, it's going to be tough. We've got some good teams in this league. Some of them are spending a lot of money. So, uh, obviously it's going to be tough, but I know what I'm going to get from my lads. And um, So, yeah, that's that's what I've told them, promotion. What can you take from your final 12 games in the last year to kind of use as an incentive for this season? I've just told them this morning, if, this, if you take nine... The, the two playoff ones, they're just 
they're not really part of the league situation. And the Rochdale one, we didn't have to win that, so we put out a weakened side. Otherwise, I think we probably would have won that game if we had to. So in, in the nine games, I think we got uh, 19 points. So if you break that down over the season, that gives you 90 plus points, which gets you promotion. So with the squad that I had at the end of last season, that's what they've proven they can do. So there's no reason why they can't do it again. And I think obviously we've lost some players, but we've brought in Lowell Taylor, who is a proven striker in this division, and he brings goals. And that was something that we lacked last season, especially in the playoffs. So um, he's a, a very good addition to the squad. So we've improved in that area. We've got Veta Kelly to come back from injury. Another proven striker who scores goals. So we're definitely stronger in that, that area once Veta Kelly's fit, obviously. But we're stronger in that area than we was last season. That's a fact. In midfield, we've brought in uh, Prattley, who's going to bring experience, work rate, um, and a fight. Something that we lacked a little bit, the physicality side of it. We, we've got a lot of good footballers, but he's bringing the experience and the, the, the know-how how to get out of this division. He's had promotions. So... He's bringing an, an awful lot to the squad as well. Again, that's improved us. So, do we need to bring more in? Yes. Will we? Yes. But at this present time, we have to be careful who we bring in because I, I believe that my players, my squad, it, they're very good. So, I, I don't want to bring in players that are going to make us worse. There's no point just having bodies in the building that, that are not going to improve us. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's that will happen, and um, but until then, we're we're good. There's Lee Bowyer there uh, chatting about his uh, his feelings for the upcoming season. Now, straight away, straight off the bat, there, his aim for this season uh, is, is promotion. Obviously, Joe Rebo said that as, as well at the end at the end of uh, the, the game against uh, Norwich the, the other day. I mean, realistically, are, are we going to get promoted, Tom? It's going to be tight, but. Uh, there's no reason why we've, we've players fit. Like the the core of the squad we've got, which is basically all we've got is a core, a core and youth players. It, it is a talented group mm. of players. The problem is half of them are injured, and the other half haven't come through the door yet. So what we're working with is two or three experienced players, and then we're having to work with a lot of youth. Um, I think that that when they're all fit, there's no reason not. It's it's whether we can get through these first few games until players start coming back which as Boya said in his in his press conference today we've like Plymouth did it last year and Blackburn even started badly last year so it can happen you don't need to have a fast start but uh, and and he's right we did, we've had a good pre-season as well and like he said all through it results aren't everything in pre-season but I watched a couple of the games as well and we we played some nice stuff and that's with these with these youth team players in as well it's just when it comes to the crunch of the league, whether they can replicate that in there. And if they can, I think we, we have got a competitive group of players. We just we just haven't got enough of them. Mm. Nathan, I mean, 
you know, we, we talk about that mentality that, that, that Lee Bayer tries to bring to the team. And, you know, like I say, we, we did see it reap rewards at the end of last season. And, and as Tom says, you look at some of the players we do have and, and you think, well, there's, you know, we've got an excellent centre-half pairing. And, you know, so he keeps saying that Bauer's not going to go anywhere. Um, for example, we've we've got Tariq Fosu that when he comes back is a great player. I've got Jake Forster Kasky. I'm I'm very aware of the rumours that have been going around on Twitter this afternoon. I can't add anything more to that at this moment in time. Um, I mean, so throughout the squad, there is you know sprinklings of players who can perform. You know, Reeves and Marshall <laughs> need to step up to the plate this year for sure when they're fit and ready. Mm. But you know, but realistically, is you know, is enough positivity from Lee Bowyer going to be? You know, is positivity from Lee Bowyer going to be enough to get us into that top two, which is what he's aiming for? Um, the way it is now, no, I don't think because I think if I see if the season started in October, I think I wouldn't be worried because you've got six, you know, six six players or how many injuries we've got. I don't know how many we have got, but you know, Igor and obviously Clark for me um, and Fosu, they're key players and. Last year he came in, he was in a bit of a bounce. Um, and we had the players. You had, you had Amos, you had Jada Silva, um, McGuinness to an extent. Um, and they're not here anymore. So I think he's, he has to remain positive because there's no point. He can't come out and go, yeah, we were sort of aiming for promotion, but no, we ain't now. I mean, I don't think you can, you know, he's only going to try and keep the lad's spirits up. But with the tools he's got at the moment, I can't see him building anything spectacular unless something happens in the next well, well till the ninth isn't it well, well one week yeah six seven days seven yeah, days yeah, so, transfer, yeah transfer window closes for permanent signings on the 9th of August uh, you can still do loans in between EFL clubs up until the end of the month 31st yeah. uh, you can also still sell players outside of the country uh, for as long as you want up until the 31st as well so if there's an option to do that for example with Jose who is linked with you know move, moves abroad I think was was one of the ways he was linked is uh, that could go up to the to the end of the month as well now um, we mentioned it uh, sort of slightly earlier on obviously the takeover really is affecting everything that, that, that happens at the club now and you know for for all the you know the players that are in the building and, and Bowie are trying to be as positive as possible I think we, without this takeover it's quite clear that we're going to struggle to sign you know certain players or what the calibre of players perhaps will spend a little bit of money the likes of which you know you look at Peterborough look what they've done for example we're not going to be able to do what they're doing at, at this moment in time but you know obviously that is something that you want to hear an update from so very briefly this is what Lee Bayer had to say when asked about it today that is close I've also heard that for a while now so again this is something that's out of my control if it's out of my control then I try to to keep out of it because that's not what I'm here for. I'm not here to decide who takes over, when, why. I'm here to, to manage the club and and to get this, this club back into the championship. So anything else, I'm not really that interested in, to be honest. So there you go. I mean, it's a brief update and it's it's no more than what we've heard really throughout, throughout the summer. Yeah, and it's been... The summer's been... Like, I haven't really thought about the takeover itself too much but it's just the impact it's had everywhere so I'm not thinking oh, I wonder if the Aussies are in yet or not but I'm just looking at the impact that it's making that, that they're not here and the fact that we're not signing players and I think Bowie has handled everything pretty well like you say I think some people might look past what he's saying and think it's just a bit of a PR spin but he is keeping that positivity up the The players that, that are here do sound fairly positive as well and 
he's just he's always been honest with us since he came in and if he doesn't know about the takeover he's not going to try and make something up I'm sure he's as annoyed as we are that it's not gone through because obviously his future's slightly up in the air as well he's been caretaker for forever so um yeah I mean that uncertainty isn't isn't good for anyone but if he can kind of protect the players from that and and though that lot don't seem too fussed about it certainly on the surface I mean we'll find out when we see how they perform on on Saturday but um yeah I think he's handling it well it's just him the players all of us we just we need it done but like he says and like everyone says we've been saying that for best part of seven months now mm, yeah I mean it's it's you almost forget that it was at the, the Shrewsbury playoff game that Andrew Muir yeah. and uh was it Gerald Murphy I think and, and Paul Elliott were in the director's box wearing wearing Charlton scarves these, these members of the new regime as such that this you know it's just it seems bizarre that they'd they obviously thought it was close at the time if they if they were going to do that and make that that public statement effectively and and still hasn't happened yeah and i think that's what a lot of the frustration is because everything seems you know it seems so so near and then something obviously is breaking down somewhere um and i think it's the lack of knowing for some fans um because Obviously, you, they're not going to be able to elaborate too much because it's a deal and what what not. But um, I think it's just the length of time. It's just for something to drag on so long. I mean, it's not weeks, you know. Like Tom said, we're talking months. Um, and I put out on on Chart on Life the other day. I mean, if it ever happens, I mean, it'd be interesting to see if they do come out and sit everyone down and say what the problem was or whatever. But Listen, this like Bo said, it's 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 in, none of us can control it. Only obviously certain people can, and we've just got, in my opinion, anyway, just got to try and get behind the lads because um, there ain't very many of them. <laughs> and <laughs> do you know, and I don't them. actually. I still haven't got a call yet. Gonna say, we're going to we're going to be included in those uh, lads. That's what it? I mean. Yeah. I think it could be a possibility. So uh, I've only got one shin pad though, so I might <laughs> have to make one. Uh, Roland will buy you a new one. Oh, yeah, I bet you yeah. will. Right, let's have a quick break here on Charlton Live. We'll come back. We'll talk about the transfer dealings that have happened uh, so far this summer here at the Valley. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. He seems to be occupying that left-hand side at the moment. Little step over onto his left foot. Marshall, ball in the box is good. And Rebo, first time. Oh, shot. what a goal. Lovely finish. Oh, what a goal. Joe Rebo gives Charlton the lead. Great ball in from Mark Marshall on the left-hand side. Chips it in. And Rebo. With a calm left-footed volley, and found the bottom right corner and trying to have the lead. 
So welcome back. This is Charlton Live. It's the big match preview here on Maritime Radio. Our first Charlton Live of the show. Thank you uh, of the season, even. So thank you for for joining us uh, once again. Um, we had we, we we were doing really well as a podcast towards the end of last season, where everyone was in that good mood when we're getting towards the playoffs. We're thinking, right, here we go. It'll be interesting to see how much it wanes now that we're in. Uh, Especially as we're also positive. Yeah, exactly. We're in a more. I mean, th- I mean, there is positivity uh, in, in some cases to to, to be had, and and. Uh, certainly within the signings that have come in, uh, and we'll, we'll go straight to it. Lyle Taylor joined uh, for free uh, after he didn't renew his contract at AFC Wimbledon. Uh, obviously, Darren Prattley's uh, following. We'll talk about him uh, after. But, I mean, Lyle Taylor, I was excited when I heard he was linked with us. Uh, even more excited when the club followed in on, on, on Instagram. And then and then he signs 18 goals last year for AFC Wimbledon. Every time I've seen him play against us, he's looked a real handful. Got a brace against us, of course, in the uh, FA Cup uh, last season away at Wimbledon. Uh, and he's looked in very good nick from from what I've seen uh, so far in pre-season. Yeah, I think it's a, a brilliant bit of work and just adds to the... I'm not going to try and be too negative, but it adds to the frustration that we haven't been able to do more of it. But um, yeah, brilliant signing. Like you, every time I've seen him play against us, he's he's just hard to play against and one of the things that other strikers are coming to criticism for is their lack of ability to to take the chances and they'll get in the right positions but they won't be able to then capitalize but he can do that for for sure and he he's one of those those players that not only gets in the right positions but puts the ball away as well and scores and yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him play for sure. I think it's a really good signing. Yeah, his link up play from what I've seen in, in preseason looks good. And of course I think he already had three goals before then he suffered yeah. that uh, that injury during that preseason game away to, to Crawley. Now that was an interesting day. I went, went over to that it was over at East East Grinstead, was it? And um yeah, Fossu had gone down in the first half and then Taylor went down in the second half. I was like, Goodness me, I think the last <laughs> thing we need is any more big injuries and I was looking at that. And thinking, oh God, I managed to speak to, to Lowell after and he said it was only a bruised foot. And I think that is what's kept him out since. But with a bruised foot, I don't really know how long that would take to, to heal. And it sounds like he's a doubt maybe for for uh, for Saturday. But we'll hear later, uh, more on that uh, from Bowyer later on in the show. I mean, were, were you excited when you saw him? He looks a little bit like Neymar in terms of that curly blonde hair on top of his head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is that I'll, vital for you? Is that yeah, Not yeah? really, no. no. I mean, obviously my... The best here is obviously the ginger Pele and Doherty, but if, you, if Lyle Taylor could have their cut, but yeah, but um, yeah, no, I'm the same time. I was excited. Um, obviously, I think throughout his career, I think he's had one in three last year, and looking at all these other goals, he's more or less been in a one in three every season. There've been a couple of loan spells here and there, but great signing, providing that he's got the players around him. Um, I don't think he's going to be able to do it on his own. He, well, he more or less done it with Wimbledon last year, but I was hoping. Um, he'd have some sort of compliment next to him someone like Igor I think them two would be absolutely lethal in this league but obviously Igor's got injured <laughs> of course he has um, shock um, but yeah so I mean yeah I was excited for him especially obviously Sunderland were linked with him yeah, um, well, he's around like, here, isn't he? Yeah, he's Greenwich, born in Greenwich. Yeah. It sounds like he um, turned down a bigger offer from Sunderland to, to come to the mm. Valley. So that's, in, I mean, that, I mean, that's, I mean, it's great here. I think, I, yeah. like I say, I think he looks like a tidy player. Um, the other one is coming, Darren Prattley. And I haven't actually been to the, the preseason games that he was involved mm. with, so I was, I was on my holiday. But um, I mean, in terms of experience in that midfield, in terms of you know body in that midfield, we, we needed both really, and, and and it's good to come in. He's he's done it at the top level as well. Um, so, I mean, what are we hoping for from Darren Prattley? Yeah, I think he's going to be, sounds a bit cliche, but a very safe pair of hands. He, he's been there and he's done it. And not allowed to handball it in midfield. You're <laughs> oh, thinking you're of not? a goalkeeper. Yeah. Oh, OK. <laughs> well, we haven't got any of them, have we? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think he, yeah, that he's going to, 
offer something that a lot of the other players can't. I mean, Jackson, obviously, from the sidelines this season, is going to be able to do it because he's got a lot of experience. But you look through the squad and, and yeah, we're being critical of it because there's such a lack of depth. But the the young players, to, to have that chance for them is obviously fantastic. But they need someone like him in the building. You know, him, Jackson, Boyer. They can work with the likes of, of Lapsley and, and the younger players and, and try and hopefully get the best out of them as well. And I think he's going to be... He's going to be that player that can come on, can do it. He's maybe a bit like Bradley Pritchard in our League One season where he could come on and just shore things up, but maybe not so much in a defensive way. I just think he's he's a reliable player and he's shown that over mm. his career. And if he can just do that here, as I say, it's another body through and it, I think he could play a big part. Yeah, I mean, do you know much about, about him, Nath? Well, he so made his Bradley. debut here, didn't he? Yeah, um, for Fulham. He, he does score a few goals. I mean, I, it was only 45 minutes against Brighton, but... He looked tidy on the ball. He was very vocal, which, like, as Tom said, is going to be key um, in terms of obviously passing on knowledge. But the main thing for me is last year, I think towards the tail end of last year, we were playing well, but we always knew that we were quite weak in that central midfield position. So when you had Jake and Joe Ariba, they're great on the ball. But I think sometimes Joe and Jake got bullied a little bit. Mm. Um, not through the lack of aggression from them, but I just think we didn't have anyone as a unit and could probably handle themselves so I think in that aspect I think Darren will be a good signing especially at this level I still think he could probably do it at championship level um, he's box to box he's good on the ball he chips him with a goal set pieces he's going to be dangerous because again we weren't the tallest of size last year so at set pieces we're always sort of conceding goals um, but yeah I think it's a good I think it's smart a bit unfortunate he's obviously not match fit um, of course he isn't. Which you know, I mean, I think I think Bowie is the fittest person at the moment in the club. Mm. But yeah, it's the, it, I think I think again when he's up and running. But again, like I said earlier, there are all these players that are due back in what in October, September, October. Mm. Once they're coming back, it's fine. But even then, it's, uh, I it's want, still I better to still the be bones. A, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, I mean we, we heard clips at the start of the uh, the show there as well. I put in from from Jake Forster Kasky and from. Uh, Jason Pierce, who both mm. said that, that we, they felt we were light. Now Jake was talking after the uh, the game at Welling, so since then we've signed Darren Prattley. But I mean, uh, Pierce was talking at the Crawley game. We'd already signed Darren Prattley by then, so nothing's changed since then in terms of people coming in. Now, are, are we taking on more injuries? Are we going to lose another player? And so we've lost McGuinness since then, and obviously we, we could well lose a Jose as well. So I mean. It, everything points to the squad being short. And now, if you look at the numbers in particular. Now, I've made it... Now, I've been generous with this. Is I've only included what I believe could count as first-team players. So, I've, mm. said, I've said we've lost 10 since last season. Now, if you include... If you then start adding in the likes of Brandon Hanlon and Regan Charles-Cook, I mean, there's um, some youth players. People are going up to 15 that we've lost since since the end of last season, if you include... So, you, you're looking at Cashy uh, not renewing his contract. You're looking at Konza going to Brentford. You're looking at McGuinness uh, going to Bolton. Of course, you're looking at Harry Lennon going to Southend. Um... You're then, you're then looking at the loanings all going back. So that's Jada Silva, Ben Amos, Sully Kaikai, Michael Zyron, Steffi Mavadidi all, have all gone back to their parent clubs. Jacko is obviously retired and he's no longer no longer considered a playing, a playing member of staff. So that's the amount of people that have gone out compared to the amount of people that, that's coming now. I mean, if, if you look at those, those names, I mean, who do you think will be the biggest misses th- th- this season? Uh, I think Cons is a huge miss. Um, Amos and De Silva, probably. Uh, I think Lewis Page, when he came in, actually performed very well. Um, so uh, I'm not too concerned that the page is going to play there, but obviously we know what De Silva can offer. I actually think Dil- Dylan Phillips has performed really well in pre-season, made some amazing saves. But again, to have that competition of a, a player like Amos, and we saw how crucial Amos was in the back end of last season as well. Um, 
the only place I'm not too concerned, and again, this is waiting for people to get back fit, it is up front. I think we've got a good selection of strikers there. Um, even Carlin seems to have come back with a looking pretty decent after his loan spell as well. So it is the midfield again. Um, you know, Kashi, Konza both gone. Forster Kasky, we're hearing these rumours. So there's players. It's that that area that looks looks like we could be struggling. And um, uh, yeah, all the players are saying it. Bo is saying it. All the fans are saying it. It's something we've said ever since Roland came in that he likes a small squad anyway. But if this is asset stripping or whatever people want to call it as well, then. It's the same problem, but ten times worse. Mm. I mean, who's the biggest miss for you? I mean, Cashy, maybe. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say Cashy. Said earlier, I think obviously with Jake and Joe, I think they're good on the ball. Um, I don't, we lack someone who can win that ball back. Uh, very, I mean, centre half as well. If, if Paddy and Jason get injured, I know we got Nabs there. But I'm seeing more Nabby as more of a striker after that finish against Brighton. <laughs> but no, but in all seriousness, I think that the, the middle of the pitch because we still haven't got a ball winner. I know George Lapsey's coming through, but Bo said he's not ready, um, and obviously Bo's being a centre midfielder himself, he'll know. Um, and it's that it's that spine. I don't think we've got a very good spine at the moment because again, you may, you have an injury or a suspension, you can't go with two centre-backs and two centre-midfielders the whole season. Mm. It's impossible. Right, let's get on to the correspondence because obviously this is our first show of the season. It's great to be chatting with you guys. Again, email studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at charltonlive. Chris Davin emailed us, says, uh, Welcome uh, back, boys. A new season that promised uh, to be got uh, the, to be one where we got our Charlton back looks like being another of, uh, of nothing of the sort. The much-promised takeover was no nearer than it was three months ago. Players left very few coming in. It's worrying times. One thing that irks me uh, is Card getting holier than bow and telling fans not to purchase season tickets like they are the law. Uh, make that two things that irk me. The love and best wishes meted out on the players who have left. Uh, if a player wants to leave our club, it's an insult. So to me, they deserve thanks. But uh, just to be instantly forgotten in my book, let's face it, uh, they failed. If they hadn't, we'd still not be in this league. So couldn't care less about them once they're gone. I mean, we're, we're talking. You mentioned Card. They're obviously they're, they're, they they've uh, you know said to fans if you know we're you know not to buy season tickets. Obviously, it's a suggestion. They're not telling anyone what to do. They're saying we suggest you don't buy tickets. Obviously, you don't have to listen to them. Um, but I mean, obviously, your views on a protest. I mean, because now we know that Roland's selling, but and we. Realistic, we don't really know what the delay is. So, I mean, some fans are going to join in the protest because it's getting frustrating. But some fans aren't. So, I mean, where where, where do you where, where do you think we stand on that? I don't think we know, and I think that's the problem. Everyone's just in a bit of limbo. You've got some people saying, "Well, we should," because he's still here. There's other people saying, "No." Then some some bit of news breaks from somebody who goes, "Oh, it's happening this week," and then that week goes past and nothing happens, and then you have the same conversations. I mean. The same same thing must have been going round and round and round. As I say, it must have been February where we really thought it was going to happen. So it's been, what, five, six months of people having those same three or four conversations just in a circle over and over and over again. There, I imagine numbers will be low again um, if if it's to happen during the season, which surely, if anything, it, it has to because otherwise it's going to have been over a year um, since that February date. Then it would be interesting to see what impact that has. Uh, obviously playing staff it doesn't look like it's going to make too much difference until January but um, yeah I don't really know I, I've renewed I'm coming back I'm sure other people will be doing the same but again I'm sure there's plenty of people who still don't feel they can come here because despite what they were hoping Roland's still going to be in charge come the first day unless something magical happens tomorrow so right I, I wanted to get a feel of, uh, of, of what people's views are uh, out there in, in the Chompton family so uh, I mean Craig 
Craig uh, tweeted us yesterday. I think uh, I think Mads did as well. Bets on us to get relegated. I mean, you can see you can see why the turmoil at the club. I mean, while there is such a small squad, any sort of injury problems, and we could be really, really like that. So you can see why that's going to happen. I mean, Boya said uh, earlier on in press day that you know we are going to get more bodies in. We're surely going to have to get some loans in and some and some players in before the end. Uh, the, you know, before before the, the the transfer window closes, whichever whichever one it is. Um, surely we're going to have to because I mean, surely that Roland can see that if we go down, that it's going to be worth even less. Surely. Uh, Probably so, not. Well, <laughs> Probably say it's more expensive. Yeah. So, but yeah. So, like we say, uh, a, a couple of people have showed us uh, that they, they they've uh, put bets on us uh, to to go down. Uh, but anyway, I, I, I've asked uh, this afternoon what position people think uh, we'll 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 be finishing in. Uh, uh, so the, the first one I can see there is, is Lewis Cat. He, he said he thought we'd be in eleventh. Uh, Dean Guard says thirteenth with the Finn squad uh, and lack of depth of injuries, they will take their toll over the season. Flaggy says you've got to ask again in October because there's too many variables to consider. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to do that, Flaggy, you might as well ask at the end of the season because there is a lot of variables in terms of games to play. Yeah, so 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 we could do that. Uh, uh, Tim said thirteenth as well. Ryan says fifteenth or sixteenth unless Boya pulls off a miracle. Kai thinks we'll finish ninth. Matt says we'll finish eighth. Um, a few more going up there. Uh, there we go. Flaggy's, uh, Flaggy's also saying that he's inviting players, uh, people to bring their boots uh, for, for Saturday. Will says, new season, but it's the same philosophy. Keep the faith. Keep the faith in Boya. The squad, it might be small, but it's hungry. Well, they've taken away the breakfast, haven't they, for the academy <laughs> team. Uh, the takeover, and he says, as long as Richard Murray isn't involved, it's going to be a long season, but he begs people to keep the faith. Neil Brennan says, don't be stupid, we're going to finish first. Uh, which is, uh, you know, I, I, well, I, hope, I hope it is the case. And now here's a man we can always trust for a bit of positivity. Seb Lewis, uh, who I think will be passing his 1,000th game consecutive at some point this season, he said, which is just incredible. So well done, Seb. Keep it up. He says, lots to be optimistic about. We're joint top of the league. We're unbeaten. We've yet to concede a goal. We're still in the FA Cup. We're still in the League Cup. We're still in the checker trade. He is absolutely buzzing. <laughs> Well done, Seb. Uh, I, I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're feeling that way. Right, it's time to start looking ahead uh, to Saturday's 12:30 kickoff up at Sunderland. The season begins, but first of all, I think we'll look ahead by reminiscing of days gone by. This foot in Ambrose. No offside here. Down Benford Charlton. The angle's disappearing. Needs help. Murphy's there. It's Benton. He scored. Took his time, picked his moment, and found the back of the net. It's a debut goal for Charlton's Darren Bent. Welsh has done well. Oh, magnificent save, but the rebound's in. And Sondland a level. Stephen Wright. Oh, it's a red card. Ambrose is sent off. Will it be Horidison with a left-footed hammer or Murphy with a right-footed curler? It's Murphy. Oh, what a goal. Danny Murphy for Charlton. And the ten men are in front. Too many better free kick takers around than Danny Murphy.
Just over a minute of added time still to go. It's up towards Gray. Ryan Hughes away, and Bent will chase this. Coldwell is back. It's Bent, and it's three. What a super finish from Darren Bent. Two goals on his debut, and Charlton are home and dry now. There we go. That was the last time uh, we opened our season uh, with a game away at Sunderland 2005. That would have been Darren Bent, of course, uh, grabbing a brace on his debut. Danny Murphy uh, curling the free kick into the top corner on his uh, way to the cinema uh, just as well added to, to, the, to the scoring. So we are, of course, making our way back up to uh, to Sunderland for the, the first time since that game, which is crazy, really. I think uh, feels like we play, it feels like a club we're quite closely connected with, of course, because of that uh, playoff final back in the day, 1998. And uh, it's a club I've... Uh, I've got a lot of respect for Sunderland, really, but obviously they've uh, had a bit of a disaster, like we have over the, over the last couple of years, consecutive uh, relegations. But they've had a little bit of a boost uh, this summer because apparently takeovers are allowed to happen in some places. Uh, and, and Stuart Donald, the former Eastley owner, has, has taken control from from from, uh, from Ellis Shaw of, of the club. Obviously, they got rid of uh, Chris Coleman in the, in the summer. Jack Ross has come in uh, from St Mirren as, as the new manager, and they, they, they've turned uh, over a fair amount of players as well. So, of course, I wanted to find out what the the feelings are up in the uh, up in the northeast. So, I spoke to Mark uh, Carrick from the the Roker Report, which is like a, uh, a fanzine, a podcast, and, and all sorts up there. They look pretty good, actually. Their websites better than ours. We should uh, we should try and copy them at some point. But I spoke to Mark. Carrick uh, from up there asking him, you know, uh, you know how how the summer's gone since the the, the takeover of the club. Yeah, it, it, it's been real positive. Obviously, the the only short period was uh, quite dark day towards the end, where he basically kind of left us to it. And, and as you as you rightly say, you know, relegation from the Premier League after ten seasons. Although I would argue we probably struggled for the last five or six anyway. And then um, and yeah, with with very little money to buy, I think we bought. Luke, uh, Jason Steele, who was shocking goalkeeper, mm. and um, Aidan McGeady, and, and that was pretty much it for cash. So we, we kind of relied on a lot of youngsters and, and loans and things last season. So when um, when Grayson came in, I think it was a bit of a struggle. And then when Chris Coleman replaced him, I think that the writing was on the wall well before Coleman arrived. Although it was, it was a shame, they probably expected more from Coleman, but he didn't quite deliver. So mm. um so yeah, going down, I suppose it, it made the club um, a more appropriate offer for someone like Stuart to come in and, and buy it. And he's he's brought with him a you know a good sort of um, consortium. But he's, he's gone out and got a really good young manager from Scotland who seems to have a style and a formation. He's slowly but surely pulled the players in and, and got the right jigsaw pieces together. And yeah, it's looking good for Saturday. It might be a a striker or two short, but I think um, we've we've made a couple of signings in the last couple of days, which hopefully will get us uh, get us started in good in good spirits, really. Mm, yeah, you mentioned Jack Ross there. Obviously, won he won the Scottish Championship last season with, with St Mirren and was with Alloa Athletic before then, and he did reasonably well. So. He, I mean, you'd argue that anyone sort of taken from from Scottish football could be a bit of an unknown, really. But have you been impressed with what you've seen so far? Yeah, definitely. I think I think what we what we've liked about him is, is he's got a style. As I say, he's got a formation. He knows what he wants. You know, he's gone out and he said, right, I want this type of player and that type of player, and he's got them. He's got people who can, you know, play out from the back. He's got people who are tenacious in midfield, and he's he's got wingers and and forwards who, who will drive forward. So I think he's done well. And I think the other thing about it is he's not being put off 
by by you know names. I think Sunderland fans have been used to big names that haven't worked. Jack Modwell being the, probably the, the biggest flop at, at our place in recent years. And he's gone out. He's bought people. You know, like Luke O'Nine has just signed from from Wickham, and and Jack Baldwin's coming from um, from Peterborough, and it's names that we're probably not used to, but certainly they can do a job, and and they look as though they're they're sort of pieces in the right jigsaw. So, yeah, he's been very impressive in the last couple of games. You know, we beat St Mirren six 0 and and sort of beat Grimsby before that, and had a really good half uh, at Middlesbrough uh, last week before the thunderstorms came down and. The side just looks as though it's gelling. And it looks as though it's playing with a real purpose, which we haven't seen for you know a couple of years. So it's, it's pleasing. I think we're, we're we're hopeful anyway. And in, in terms of the, the takeover itself, going back to that, I mean, does that sort of wipe the slate clean a little bit for Sunderland? Because I think that's what Charlton fans will be hoping for if and when the takeover at the, at the Valley is ever complete. Does it does it feel like the, the start of a new era? Oh, very much, very much. I think we were, you know, carrying debt. Um, that there wasn't really a clear plan as far as we could see as how that debt was ever going to be cleared. I think that the fact that you know people were servicing the debt as, as owners rather than putting into the team, and you you know you're worrying that your your best players are being sold or, or the people who can be sold disappear, and, and you're sort of replacing them with loan signings or or freebies, and you're not quite sure where the club's going to finish. I think that was the problem. You know, when we came down, we thought it would be the time to clear out, get the championship, win a few games, get rid of some of the big spenders, and, and that didn't quite happen. So it wasn't a shock that we went down. But I think, um, I think having having new owners who, who have an idea, who have a bit of investment, they've not spent a lot of money. You know, they've, they've said they've come in with a big budget, and I think they have got a big budget. They're just you know buying their time and making sure they get the right players at the right deals. They're looking at the right structure in terms of wages and, and the, the right players for positions. So it just feel like there's been a sea change. And, and you know, bigger than that, I, I would argue that, that, you know, this summer we've started replacing the seats at the stadium, which I know sounds little to people outside Summer, but it's a huge thing to get rid of pink seats that have faded and badly sort of tarred our, our image a little bit over the last few years to actually rejuvenate the stadium. And having the fans come in and do that, I think the owner's will bang on with that and I mm. think it's really united the city as much as the signings will hopefully on the pitch yeah yeah. Roland did that for us with the seats actually when he first came in but uh, oh, unfortunately really? went downhill after that <laughs> um, so so <laughs> overall how, how do you rate your, your transfer business that's happened so far this summer well I think as I said I think it's been really positive and, and the reason I think it's positive is because it's it's, it's the right people in it, it might not be big names and it might not be big money um, and, and actually, I think that's probably a good thing right now. But what we have got, he's got people in. So, so you know, we've looked at uh, a couple of players to play alongside um, that, uh, Dylan McGeoch from, from Scotland, who, who's obviously the creative deep-lying mid- midfielder. And he's looked at two or three. One, George Evans, looked as though he was done, but he decided to stay in the championship and go to Derby, and that's fine. You know, we want people who want to be here. So Luca Nine's come in who looks very tenacious, very uh, gifted young man who, who can obviously get up and down the field and, and strongly tackle to, to complement. So it's things like that that look good. He's also brought in people like Tom Flanagan and Luke, um, sorry, uh, Jack Baldwin, um, who've got experience at League One level and have had promotions. Reese James is coming from Wigan, similarly uh, for left back. So he's brought players who know the division, who knows what it takes to get out. And you're right, Jack Ross himself has had experience of building a, 
a, a promotion winning side. So, you know, we're hopeful that, as I say, he knows what he wants. He knows his style. We've seen that in the last couple of games. So I think overall the, the work that he's done has been really good. And, and, you know, when you're sort of changing 12 players a season, it has to be the right players. We're not going to get 12 gems, I'm sure, but we'll, if we can get the bulk of those teams working together, um, I think I think we'll be all right. So there we go, that's Mark Carrick from the Roker Report talking about uh, Sunderland. Obviously, uh, successive relegations, um, you know, as big a, of a game as it is for us. I mean, it's a huge game for them. They sold, it's probably going to be nearly 30,000 there, mm. which is incredible, really, in League One. Um, I mean, Nate, you, like I said, we, we heard from Mark there, and you went on the Roker Report podcast you, you, yourself and you know, discussed the state of both clubs. But, I mean, looking ahead, I mean, for them, they've got to be up there, presumably, as favourite. They signed a lot of players. I mean, they've got a un- bit of an unknown quantity in the manager because he's come from Scotland and don't, hasn't really done anything in English football yet or at all. Um, so, I mean, what, what are you expecting from Sunderland? Um, well, I mean, speaking to, obviously, Graham on, on uh, Wednesday, I think it was, they're a bit sort of a bit of an, in an unknown. So... Like you say, they've got 20,000 season tickets. Apparently, there's around twenty five to 26,000 going on Saturday. So, it's going to be lively, to say the least. Um, but, I mean, they're, they're obviously confident, like I think any team would be when you're coming down and you've got a big budget. Um, but what they found is, obviously, they don't really know too much about these, this league. Because, obviously, they've been Premiership and Championship for God knows how long. And, obviously, it's a bit of a shock to the system. So, obviously, the players they're signing, the likes of, sort of you know, your Jack Baldwins and your Reese Jameses and stuff... They're sort of more intrigued um, to sort of see how they get on because they're not you really used to getting these sort of players. Um, and I said to Graham that whoever's doing their scouting for them um, is obviously they know the league quite well. Uh, and I think that obviously they should, when I spoke to Graham they didn't sign White by then, but and I don't think he's fit at the moment. But they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. And it's they said it's you know he said it's quite weird people fearing them, whereas they used to fear themselves. Because <laughs> um, they're there to be shot. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I don't think ever since we've been in League One, we've had a team as big as them in this league. Yeah, you got the Sheffield maybe Leeds United, United back in the old Leeds, days. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, this, t- I mean, these are twenty five, twenty six fans. It's gonna be, it's gonna be really loud on Saturday. And yeah. I mean, all six hundred of us are there. How many of us are going? Seven hundred so far. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be an experience. But listen, anything can happen on the day. Um, but I think, yeah, they. I think if they don't finish top two, I think they'll be pretty. Um, Downhearted if they don't. I reckon they get relegated again. <laughs> it's, it's a habit, isn't it? You just want, once you've got that one hit, yeah. you just want another one, don't you? Pompey Highway is a yeah, yeah, down, yeah, going down the Pompey Highway. Uh, they're reversing up it now, of course, Portsmouth. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, uh, haven't really got much more time to focus on Sunderland because we still want to talk about Charlton Crossy. Uh, says that we're after fallbacks. I mean, I mean, really, it was. Um, I mean, there's so many different positions we could have talked about. Fullbacks is certainly one of them. Uh, I mean, Dick's still not, not his best position right back, but he can play there. And he's coming back from his pneumonia now, which is sounds fairly typical this summer. Someone's got pneumonia. That's just how it's going to go. Uh, the bad lad, uh, Mark, says, uh, I have renewed. Uh, I was also renewed my season ticket for this season, but with the potential takeover dragging along and those signings incoming, the fans really need some positivity coming from somewhere, but I just can't see anything happening. Pierced, uh, named as captain, though, is the right move. Yeah. And we haven't even mentioned that Jason Pierce has been named as the team captain with Chris Solly as the club captain. 
for, for for the season coming up. And uh, yeah, I think Pearce is a good choice. Uh, he's uh, I, I saw he's been captain at every club that he's uh, he's played at, which is a impressive record. Uh, I'm sure you'll agree. Right, you want to know what our team will look like roughly for for Saturday. I mean, obviously there's there's rumours that started going around this afternoon about about Jake that we don't really know the answer to at this moment in time. I'm sure we'll probably find out one way or the other on Saturday. Um, but there's there's other players. Lyle Taylor's been a doubt this week. Uh, so he's the first person that we're going to hear about here from Lee Boyer uh, as we look ahead to Saturday's game up at the Stadium of Light. Will Lyle Taylor be available to you at the weekend? Uh, yeah, yeah, he'd be he'd be travelling with us. Um, so he's been okay this week. It wasn't as bad as what we first thought, but. We, we still have to be careful with him. I think we have to, with the injuries we have, we have to look at the bigger picture. And, and I think that Carlin and um, Rico, I thought they'd done well against Norwich up top. Um, so, yeah, that's a decision I'll, I'll have to make nearer the time. But, like I said, I have to look at the bigger picture because we, we can't afford to lose him. <clears throat> Some managers this week said that the start of the season has come a little bit too early in terms of preparation. Others have said they're champing at the bit, can't wait to get started. What a chance stand on that? Well, I know as a player, you just want to play games. So where we stand in that, I'd rather put it back six weeks so we can get all our injuries back. <laughs> but that's not the case. But we're ready. So I think that we've had long enough to prepare for the start of the season. Every club does. They have a decision how long they bring their players back for. And, and how much work you get out of it. <clears throat> Sorry. And um, so, yeah, we're ready and, and we're looking forward to it. You know, this is going to be the the start of the journey. Saturday's going to be tough. I think they're going to be the benchmark, a bit like when Wigan came down and, and Blackburn. Um, so, yeah, this has put us in good stead to see where we are. And, and, and obviously, we're going there with what? Four players that are injured that would probably be starting for us. So, yeah, we're going with a weakened side, but I still believe that we can go there and win. And you're a former Newcastle player going to Sunderland. Do you expect stick? Yeah, I might get some. Um, what are they going to say that they haven't said to me before? So <laughs> Maybe just call me something regarding with grey now, because I've got grey hair instead of, instead of blonde. But whatever they say, is it's all friendly banter as they say so um, yeah I'm looking forward to going up there How big a test do you think Sunderland will be for you and for a lot of clubs this season? Well, it'll be a big test because they've just come down from the championship their squad is completely different to our squad of players it's much bigger and they keep adding players by the looks of it so uh yeah, it's going to be a challenge, but that's what football's about, no? You you, you want to be tested and pushed and and see where you are. And on Saturday, on Saturday afternoon, we'll have a good idea of where we are. So there we go on Saturday. As Lee Bowyer says, I guess we will have a, a real good idea of where we are uh, in comparison to, to Sunderland in particular. Um, first things first, said about um, Lyle Taylor, says he's going to travel, which is good news. Um, didn't sound to me like he thinks he's going to start. Mm. No, I would. I don't think it's worth the risk. I think with all the other injuries we've got as well, you play him and he does something serious and he's out for a few months. You, it's just not worth it, is it? I mean, Sunderland's going to be a tough game, irrespective of whether we've got him or not. 
and like he says I think uh, Rico I've seen a bit less of but uh, Carlin I think has been brilliant in pre-season so mm. well, he got all those goals at the end of last season for yeah. I thought he'd shown you know, even in the first half of last season he's shown some, some improvement got a, ha- a handful of goals uh, b- before we shipped him off to, to Crawley and so yeah. I mean, it, it looks like it's going to be up to him and Rico to lead the line I mean, um, uh, maybe Nicky or Josie if he's going to be involved I mean, if you look at the squad yeah. number he's been given a really low squad number obviously I, I think I forgot to actually play the clip we ran out of time in the, in the transfer a bit earlier where he says that there's interest in him uh, so whether he's still going to be here we, we don't know so I mean in terms of firepower for obviously even coming from the wings we ain't got um, Tariq Fossil. I mean so that that front line of you know Cag and, and Rico Hackett Fairchild trying to you know be presumably fed in by the likes of Mark Marshall I mean do you, do you feel like we're going to pose enough of a threat going forward on Saturday or do we, hopefully will they have the element of surprise uh, possible I mean obviously we're going to be sitting behind the board quite a lot and obviously trying to get them on the counter and they'll have to use they'll probably have to work the channels a little bit more I don't know if Carlin will probably stay central or Rico will stay central I agree with Tom I don't think Taylor will start um, yeah I mean listen this if we if we come away without getting battered I think I'd take a, I'd take that I mean if we take a 1-0 defeat it's not the ideal you know I'll take a draw straight away but I think that's that we you know it's the cards we dealt we've just got to get on with it it's not it's not an ideal situation but it is what it is um but you never know we could keep it tight we've we were fairly good sort uh, defensively last year keep it tight and maybe Carlin get one on the break yeah I and mean, I think you know Pearson Bauer in particular that's going to be a centre half pairing that's going to you know be be up there with the, with the best in the league which is which is certainly something to, to cling on to now if we talk about the midfield and you know, so obviously say you know when we spoke to Lee Bowyer about Darren Prattley a, a few weeks ago after the game at, you know against Dulwich he said that he would you know Prattley probably wouldn't be ready for then I don't think he ain't played in 90 minutes yet so it's unlikely he's going to be involved now there's rumours going around so if we lose both for Sikaski and Prattley, or if we lose one of them or don't have the other one or what. I mean, who's going to play in the, in the centre of midfield? I mean, Lapsley's featured in in, in pre-season. But he's, he, I mean, he's, he's got great potential, but he's very, very inexperienced. I remember, you know, we've seen him in the checker trade and he's looked all right, but when he actually played against Blackpool, he had a, he had a bit of a shaky game, didn't yeah. he, when he came on against Blackpool here at the Valley. So, yeah. I mean, are, are we are we going into that game with George Lapsley in the midfield? I, I honestly think, well, if the, if the rumours about JSC are true, then uh, I think we have to he's about uh, seriously about as experienced as we've got so you've got him and, and Joe and uh, Mark Marshall um, but yeah you're going to have to rely rely on him I think which is is not fair on him in the same way it wasn't fair on Carlin those years ago and, and the same way it's been with a lot of players over the last few years I mean even for us this size of squad and this amount of injury seems unprecedented but we seem to say that year on year as well <laughs> so Roland's still around next year. We'll probably have about two fit players for the first game of the season. But um, yeah, I think Lapsley. That I've again seen him in little bits in pre-season. He looks still looks good on the ball. He, he's still very slight, um, and he's going to be coming up against an experienced team in a hostile stadium. So, but Bowyer, I'm sure, will put his faith in him. And, mm. and like I said earlier, with the young players, they've got some experienced people around them in the backroom staff that can hopefully help. Him and Arebo should presumably be involved mm, exactly. in the centre of midfield as well yeah. to, to sort of guide him. But I mean, we forget how young he is as well. Yeah. But, um, mm. Uh, as well and obviously I mean, something else that came because the squad numbers came out today and pro- possibly big news of the fact that Dylan Phillips has been given the number one jersey yeah. now uh, I spoke to Bowyer again after the, the, the game against Crawley and we talked about Phillips now I mean my opinion is I think Phillips is a good goalkeeper from what I've seen I think he's got talent 
Um, but now, Bo, you have quite correctly pointed out these inexperienced, and then I sort of thought, well, actually, yeah, if you think about Nick Pope, who's now in the England squad, do you remember how difficult he's, the start of his Charlton career was when he's inexperienced? That nerves particularly can affect a goalkeeper, it would seem. So mm. that's the risk we appear to be taking. Yeah, and I, you know, I said on Charlton Life the other day, I think if you if you look back, you've the only way you're going to get experience is given game time. If you look at Pope... You look at Randolph, you look at Elliot. They all had to come in at some point and they were all young and look at where they are now. I think deals, yeah, there might be certain aspects of your games that you can prove, but you can't, we're a Cholton, you know, we've not got one perfect player. I think if you give deals a go and you get a backup goalie who probably won't be number one, someone like, like Dave Martin or someone like that who could be happy to play second fiddle but give deals experience, I'd definitely give him a go because if, he, if, he, if he's not our number one here, he's got, he's got to go. Yeah. Because it's not mm. fair and deals. No. Why? Why would he sit on it? Sit on the bench for another year when he's yeah. what twenty three? Yeah. There's so. no point for him to do it. No point. Mm. He's got to be number one. Yeah. Right. Ryan Tate tweets in: Only Charlton can pick up so many injuries to key players in preseason when a ball hasn't been kicked. Uh, the squad we have is pathetic. As for the takeover, what annoys me is the silence from the club. Wish somebody uh, would just update us and tell us what's going on. Uh, I mean, yeah, because the last update we had from the club would have been. Early July, maybe, maybe even before that, and uh, it was fairly. It was a joint statement between the Australians and the club saying, <laughs> "Yeah, the takeover's still going on, but we know no idea what's going on." Uh, right, just very quickly, time for a quick Forster Caskey back because there's no Cashy back anymore. <laughs> Nath, have you thought of one yet? I don't know, gonna... I'm thinking something along. Charlton to field eleven players. Naby Saw, mate. Naby Saw DM this Saturday. I'm going to go. Uh, what do you want a prediction now? Yeah, go on. Have a prediction. I'm. Do you know what? I'm going to try and be optimistic. I'm going to go. I said to Graham, I'm going to go for a Carl and Grant one-one. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Tom. I'd have taken one-one as well, so I'll go two-two. Yeah. I, th- I think we've got a chance of getting a draw. All right, and so you're going to put Carl and Grant as your as your bet as well. So one yeah. Carl and Grant one all. Yeah, as a, as our cashy back bet hopefully should be we'll high be, odds. Yeah. Probably about eight hundred and fifty to one. <laughs> yeah, hopefully uh, <laughs> higher odds than the the amount of uh, fans we're taking. Uh, hopefully uh, the, uh, the the bet will come in and we'll get some money for the Charlton Upbeats. Right, thank you for for listening tonight to Char- the, the the fantastic return of Charlton Live's big match preview. Glad to be back here, uh, even though England nearly winning the World Cup was great. There's nothing quite like disappointment at the Valley to get you going, <laughs> is there? So uh, thank you for joining us. I've been Louis Mendes, Tom Wallin. Thanks for being here. Cheers, Louis. Nathan Muller. River Dirty. It's been you. an absolute pleasure to have you both here and to have you all listening. We'll be back on uh, here on, on Maritime Radio on Sunday evening. This has been Charlton Live. Let's hope that the addicts can start the season with three points and eleven players. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.